हेलो फ्रेंड्स वेलकम टू बुक रीडिंग मैराथन चैलेंज डे 51 चैप्टर 11 द बुक 0 टू 1 बाय पीटर थाइल एंड डिक मास्टर्स इट्स विक मार्क साइनिंग अगेन टुडे टुडे इज थर्सडे एंड वी टॉक अबाउट चैप्टर 11 इफ यू बिल्ड इट व्हाइल दे कम इफ यू बिल्ड इट विल दे कम एवरी थॉट्स सेल्स इन एवरीवेयर most people understand its importance silicon valley understands it more than most the greek classic the hitachers guide to the galaxy even explains the founding of our planet as a reaction against salesmen while an imminent catastrophe requires the evacuation of humanity's original home the population escapes on three giant ships the thinkers leaders and achievers take the ship a ship the sales people and consultants get the b ship and the workers and artists take the c ship the b ship leaves first and all its passengers rejoice vainly but the sales people don't realize they are caught in a ruse the a ship and c ship people had always thought that the b ship people were useless so they conspired to get rid of them and it was the b ship that landed on earth distribution uh, distribution may not matter in functional world but it matters in ours we underestimate the importance of distribution a catch call term for everything it takes to sell a product because we say, we share the same bias the a ship and c ship people have sales people and other middlemen supposedly get in the way and distribution should flow magically from the creation of a good product the field of dreams concept is especially popular in silicon valley where engineers are biased towards building cool stuff rather than selling it but customers will not come just because you build it you have to make that happen and it's harder than it looks needs versus salesman nerds versus salesman The US advertising industry collects annual revenue of 150 billion dollars and employs more than 6 lakhs people at 450 billion dollars annually. The US sales industry is even bigger. When they hear that 3.2 million Americans work in sales, seasoned executives will suspect the number is low, but engineers may cite in bewilderment. What could that many sales pe- sales people possibly be doing? In Silicon Valley, nerds are skeptical of advertising, marketing, and sales people sales because they seem superficial and irrational. But advertising matters because it works. It works on nerds, and it works on you. You may think that you are an exception, that your preferences are authentic, and advertising only works on other people. It's easy to resist the most obvious sales pitch. so we we entertain a false confidence in our own independence of mind but advertising doesn't exist to make you buy a product right away it exists to embed subtle impression that will drive sales later anyone who can't acknowledge it its likely effect on himself is doubly deceived nerds are used to transparency transparency they add value by becoming expert at a technical skill like computer programming in engineering discipline a solution either works or it fails you can evaluate someone and someone else 
walk with relative uh, relative ease as surface appearance don't matter much cells in opposite an orchestrated campaign to change surface appearance without changing the underlying reality this strikes engineers as trifle if not fundamentally dishonest they know they know their own jobs are hard so when they took a uh, sales uh, sales people laughing on the phone with a customer or going to two hours lunches they suspect that no real work is being done if anything people overestimate the relative difficulty of science and engineering because the challenges of those fields are obvious what nerds miss is that it takes hard work to make sales look easy sales is hidden all salesmen are actors their priority persuasion not the priority is persuasion not sincerity that's why the word salesman can be a slur and used car dealer is our our type of sadists but we only react negatively to awkward obvious salesmen that is the bad ones there's a wide range of sales ability there are many graduation uh, gradations between novice experts and masters there are even sales grandmasters if you don't know any grandmasters it's not because you haven't encountered them but rather because their art is hidden in plain sight tom sawyer managed to persuade his neighborhood friends to whitewash the fence for him a masterful move but convincing them to actually pay him for privilege of doing his chorus was the move of a grandmaster and his friends were none of or none the wiser not much has changed since twain wrote in 1876 like acting sales works best when hidden this explains why almost everyone whose job involves distribution whether they are in sales marketing or advertising has a job title that has nothing to do with those things people who sell advertising are called account executives people who sell customers work in business development people who sell companies are investment bankers and people who sell themselves are called politicians there's a reason for these redescriptions none of us want to be reminded when we are being sold whatever the career sales ability distinguishes superstars from also from also ranks on wall street a new hire starts as an analyst wielding technical expertise but his goal is to become a deal maker a liar prides himself on professional credentials but law firms are led by the rainmakers who bring in big clients even university professors who claim authority from scholarly achievements are envious of the self promoters who define their fields academic ideas about history or english don't just sell themselves on their intellectual merits even the agenda of fundamental physics and, uh, and the future path of cancer research are results of persuasion the most fundamental reason that even business people underestimate the importance of sales is the systematic effort to hide it at every level of ev- and uh, every level of every field in the world security driven by it the engineer's grail is a product great enough that it sells itself but anyone who would actually say this about a real product must be lying either he is delusion lying to himself or he is selling something and thereby con- contradicting himself the polar opposite business claim glitch wants that the best product doesn't always win economists attribute this 
to path dependence specific historical circumstances independence of objective quality can determine which product enjoy widespread adoption that's true but it doesn't mean the operating system we use today are the key, key keyboard layouts on what on which we type uh, we type were imposed by mere chance it's better to think distribution as something essential to the design of your product if you are invited something if you have invited something new but you haven't invented an effective way to sell it you have a bad business no matter how good products how good the product how to sell a product superior sales and distribution by itself can create a monopoly even with no product differentiation the converse is not true no matter how strong your product even if it easily fits into already established habits and anybody who tries it likes it immediately you must still support it with a strong distribution plan two metrics set the limits of effective distribution the total net profit that you earn on average over the course of your relationship with the customer customer lifetime value or cl must exceed the amount you spend on average to acquire a new customer customer acquisition cost in general the higher price of your product the more you have to spend to make a sale and the more it makes it makes sense to spend it distribution methods can be plotted on a continuum if your average sales is seven figures or more every detail of every deal requires close personal attention it must take months to develop the right relationship you might make a sale only once every year or two then you will usually have to follow up during installation and service the product long after the deal is done it's hard to do but the kind of complex sales is the only way to sell some of the most valuable products spacex shows that it can be done within just a few years of launching the rocket startup Elon Musk persuaded NASA to sign billion dollar contract to replace the decommissioned space shuttle with a newly designed vessel from SpaceX. Politic, politic, politics matters in big deal but as a matter of technological ingenuity so this wasn't easy. SpaceX employs more than 3000 people mostly in California. The traditional US aerospace industry employs more than 5 lakhs people spread throughout all 50 states unsurprisingly members of congress don't want to give up federal funds going to their home districts but since complex sales requires making just a few deals every year a sales grandmaster like elon musk can use that time to focus on most crucial people and even to overcome political inertia complex sales works best when you don't have sales math at all palantir the data analyst company i co-founded with my law school classmate alex doesn't employ anyone separately tasked with selling its product instead alex who is palantir's ceo spends 25 days a month on the road meeting with clients and potential clients our deal sizes range from 1 million to 100 million dollars at that price point buyers want to talk to the ceo not the vp of the sales businesses with complex sales models succeed if they achieve 50% to 100% year over year growth over the course of the decade this will seem slow to any entrepreneur dreaming of viral growth 
you might expect revenue to increase 10x as soon as customer learn about an obvious superior product but most uh, but that mo- almost never happens good enterprise sales strategy starts small as it must a new customer might agree to become your biggest customer but they they have rarely be comfortable signing a deal completely out of scale with what you have sold before once you have a pool of reference customers who are successfully using your product then you can bring the long and method method methodical walk of hustling towards the bigger deals personal sales most sales are not particularly complex average deal size might range from $10,000 and $1,000,000 and usually the CEO won't have to do all the selling himself. The challenge here isn't about how to make any particular sale but how to establish a process by which a sales team of modest size can move the product to a wider audience. In 2008, Box had a good way for companies to store their data safely and accessibly in the cloud but people didn't know they needed such a thing. Cloud computing hadn't caught on it. That summer, Blake was hired as Box's third salesperson to help change that. It's starting with small groups of users who had the most acute file sharing problems. Box sales reps built relationships with more and more users in each client company. In 2009, Blake sold a small box account to the Stanford Sleeps Clinic. where researchers needed an easy secure way to store experimental data logs today the university offers a stanford branded box accounts to everyone everyone of its students and faculty members and stanford hospital runs on box if it had started off by trying to sell the president of the university on an enterprise wide solution box would have sold nothing a complex sales approach could have made box forgotten startup failure instead personal sales made it a multi billion dollar business sometimes the product itself is a kind of distribution jock doc is a founder is a founders fund portfolio company that helps people find and book medical appointments online the company changes the charges doctors a few hundred dollars per month to be included in its network with an average deal size of just a few thousand dollars jock doc needs lots of sales people so many that they have an internal recruiting team to do nothing but hard work but making personal sales to do to doctors doesn't just bring in revenue by adding doctors to the network sales people make the product more valuable to consumers and more consumers using increase increases its appeal to the doctor more than 5 million people already use the service each month and it can continue to scale its network to include a majority of practitioners it will become a fundamental utility for the us healthcare industry distribution distribution doldrums in between personal sales sales people obviously require and traditional advertisement no sales in traditional advertisement advertising no sales people are required there is a dead zone suppose you create a software service that helps convenience store owners track their inventory and manage ordering for products priced between $1000 there might be no good distribution channel to reach the small businesses that might buy it even if you have a clear value proposition how do you get people to hear it advertising would either be too bold or too inefficient 
on its own and add in convenience store use probably on convince you in owner to part with $1000 a year the product needed needs a personal sales effort but at that price point you simply don't have the resources to send an actual personal person to talk to every prospective customer this is why so many small and medium sized businesses don't use tools that bigger firms take for granted it's not that small businesses proprietors are usually backward or that good tools don't exist distribution is a hidden bottleneck marketing and advertising marketing and advertising work for relatively low price products that have mass appeal but lack any method of viral distribution procter and gamble can't afford to pay sales people to go door to door selling laundry detergents procter and gamble does employ sales people to take to grocery chains and large retail outlets since one detergent sales made to these buyers might mean one lakh one gallon bottle to reach its end user a packed food company has to uh, produce television commercials print coupons in newspapers and design its products uh, product boxes to attract attention advertising can work for startups too but only when your customer acquisition cost and customer lifetime value make every other distribution channel uneconomical consider e-commerce startup warby packer while design uh, while designs and sells fashionable prescription eye eyeglasses online instead of contracting sells out retail earwear distribution each pair starts at around uh, $100 so assuming the average customer buys a few pairs in her lifetime the company's clv is a few hundred dollars that's too little to justify personal attention on every transaction but at the other extreme $100 physical product doesn't exactly go viral by running advertising and creating quicker tv commercials warby is able to get its better less expensive offerings in front of millions of eyeglass wearing customers the company states stated uh, plainly on its website that tv is a great big megaphone and when you can only afford to spend dozen of dollars acquiring a new customer you need the biggest megaphone you can find every entrepreneur invites a recognizable ad campaign but startups resist the temptation to compete with bigger companies in the endless contest contest to put on the most memorable tv spots on the most elaborate pr stunts i know that i know this from experience at paypal we hired james dhon who played scotty on star trek to be our official spokesman spokesman when we released our first software for the palm pilot we invited journalists to an event where they could hear james recite this immortal line i have been beaming people up my whole career but this is the first time i have ever been able to be to be money it flopped the few who actually came to cover the events weren't impressed we were all nerds so we had thought scotty and chef engineers could speak with more authority than say captain kirk just like a salesman kirk was always so boating out in some exotic local and leaving it up to the engineers to bail bail him out of his own mistake we are wrong when priceline.com 
cast William Shatner, the actor who played Kick in a famous series of TV sports, it worked for them. But by the by then, Priceline was a major player. No early stage startup can match big companies. Advertising budget, Captain Kick truly is in a large of his own. Viral marketing. A product is viral if its core functionality encourages users to invite their friends to become users too. This is how Facebook and PayPal both grew quickly. Every time someone shares with a friend or makes a payment, they naturally invite more and more people into the network. This isn't just cheap, it's fast too. If every new user leads to more than one additional user, you can achieve a chain reaction of exponential growth. The ideal viral loop should be as quick and frictionless as possible. Funny. Funny YouTube videos or internet memes get millions of views very quickly because they have extremely short cycle time. People see the kitten, feel warm inside and forward it to their friends in a matter of seconds. At PayPal, our initial user base was 24 people, all of whom worked at PayPal. Acquiring customers through banners advertising proved too expensive. However, by directly paying people to sign up and then paying them more to refer friends, we achieved extraordinary growth. This strategy cost uh, us $20 per customer, but it also led us uh, to 7% daily growth, which means that our user base nearly doubled every 10 days. After 4 or 5 months, we had hundreds of thousands of users and a, vi- uh, and a viable opportunity to build a great company with serving money transfer for a small fee that ended up greatly exceeding the, our customer acquisition cost. Whoever is the first to dominate the most important segment of a market with viral potential will be the last mover in the whole market. At PayPal, we, at PayPal, we didn't want to acquire more users at random. We wanted to get the most valuable users first. The most obvious market segments in email-based payment was the millions of immigrants still using Western Union to wire money to their families back home. Our product made that effortless, but the transaction were too infrequent. We needed a small niche market segment with a higher velocity of money, a segment we found in eBay power seller. The professional vendors who sold goods online through eBay auction marketplace. There were 20,000 of them. Most had multiple auctions ending each day and they bought almost as much as they sold, which meant a constant stream of payment. And because eBay's own solution to the payment problem was terrible, these merchants were extremely enthusiastic early adopters. Once PayPal dominated the segment and became the payment platform for eBay, there was no catching up on eBay or anywhere else. The power law of distribution. One of these methods is likely to be far more powerful than every other for any given business. Distribution follows the power law of its own. This is counterintuitive for most entrepreneurs who assume that more is more, but the kitchen sink approach. Employ a few salespeople, place some magazine ads, and try to add some kind of vital functionality to the product as an afterthought. Don't doesn't work. Most businesses get zero distribution channel to work. Poor sales rather than bad product is the most common cause of failure. If you get just one distribution channel to work, you have a great business. If you try for several but don't nail one, you are finished. Selling to non-customers. 
your company needs to sell more than its product you must also sell your company to employees and investors there is human resource version of lie that uh, great products sell themselves this company this company is so good that people will be clamoring to join it and there's a fund uh, fund raising raising person too this company is so great that investors will be uh, banging down our doors to invest clamor and frenzy are very real but they really happen without calculated uh, recruiting and pitching beneath the surface selling your company to a media is a necessary part of selling it to everyone else nerds who instinctively mistrust the media often make the mistakes of trying to ignore it but just as you can never expect people to buy a superior product merely on its obvious merits without any distribution strategy you should never assume that people will admire your uh, company without a public relations strategy even if your particular product doesn't media exposure to acquire customers uh, because you have a viral distribution strategy the press can help attract investors and employees any prospective employer employ worth having will do the, do his own diligence what he finds or doesn't find when he google you will be critical to the success of your company everybody says nerds might wish that distribution could be ignored and sales may uh, banish to another planet all of us want to believe that we make up our own minds that sales doesn't work on us but it's not true everybody has a product to sell no matter whether you are an employee a founder or an investor it's true even if your company consists of just you and your computer look around if you don't see any sales people you are the sales person so friends thank you very much it's the end of chapter 11 and it's vivek kumar signing off for today until we meet again on sunday with chapter 12 where we'll talk about man and machine thank you very much